Well, this morning when I got up, I'm looking at some of the recent news stories and news headlines, and it dawned on me it's time for another episode of... Stupid is, stupid does, sir. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Now, let me be perfectly honest, and I was thinking about this as well. If I was to have gotten up one morning, oh, let's say, instead of it being 2021... Well, let's say it was 1971 or 1981. If I were to read the headlines that are making the news today and the stories you find on CNN, even Fox News, Newsmax, MSNBC, doesn't matter. The stories we're seeing today, you would think you woke up in a bizarro, strange world. Yet we're being told to simply believe everything we're hearing that all these stories are true. There are really 62 genders, um, and we can self-identify with any particular gender we so desire. And there's a story out of Montana. There's a pastor there that that made the comment about some man wearing lipstick and, and dressing like a woman, and he made the mistake of addressing Uh, that individual as a he and now that he is suing and and called the police saying this is hate speech well you think in a normal world back in let's say 1971 1981 1991 even 2001 maybe even 2011 you think back then calling the police and having this guy written up on charges of hate speech, you'd laugh at it. It would never make it to court. But in this particular case, the story I'm reading is, yeah, I'm reading the police report. He's being charged with a hate crime because he refuses to use this individual's chosen pronouns. I'm sorry. That guy is a man who has a severe mental illness And having the law encourage his mental illness is of no benefit to him, no benefit to his family, and no benefit to society. And curtailing the free speech rights of an individual is also extremely scary. But then again, so much has happened in just a handful of years here in the United States. We truly live in a bizarro and strange world where what is right is now wrong, what is wrong is now right, what is sin is now celebrated, and the things that used to keep us glued together in this country are being torn apart and ripped asunder. Stupid is, stupid does, sir. I ran into this heart-wrenching story that comes from my neighbor to the north in, in Canada. Canadian mother has asked the Canadian government to extend euthanasia to children so a lethal injection might be given to her son. That's right. This mother says she wishes to end the life of her four-year-old son. Now, see, her son, by the name of Abel, was born with Mednick syndrome. Now, that's a genetic condition It means he is deaf, and he may and does have some severe learning disabilities. 
She wants euthanasia to be the end that will deliver Abel from his sufferings and the fight he leads. Now, what's so sad to our neighbors in the north? Euthanasia has been legal in Canada since 2016. Now, back in 2019, and this followed the euthanizing of Alan Nichols, a former school caretaker who was physically healthy but struggled with depression. The legal requirement that a person be terminally ill before the administration of euthanasia, well, it was dropped. See, there's a bill, C-7, passed by the Canadian Parliament in March of this year, further extends euthanasia legislation to people with disabilities those with mental health issues over the age of 18. Now, this mother uh, would like to testify before the Canadian Senate, the Upper House of Canada's Parliament. I'm telling you, this is where we're going. This is where we're going. Life now has no value, unless it's your life, for the most part. When a mother decides, you know, my child has... Too many learning disabilities, and he's deaf. So let's just kill him. People said, and once again, this goes back to the moral decay that we've been facing. The seeds were sown decades ago. I got news for you. We have a bumper crop of insanity, a bumper crop of Satanism, a bumper crop I'm telling you of all the things that can go wrong. In 1975, when I first was married, working, starting my career, if I had ever turned on the CBS Evening News, remember, we, don't, we, didn't, we didn't have cable at our house in Georgia back then. We had a big TV antenna on top of the house. I picked up Channel 4, Channel 7, and occasionally Channel 13. NBC, ABC, and the CBS channels. You know, that's all I could get. That's all we had. If I had turned on the television to Channel 4, Channel 7 for the nightly world news... And I saw a picture of the White House lit up in rainbow colors because the Supreme Court of the United States had just decided to legalize same-sex marriage. I would have thought it was in a nightmare or a bad dream. Nobody back in 1975 could even begin to fathom the idea of same-sex marriages and then having two men demanding that they can adopt a child. I feel sorry for the child raised in this unnatural, totally unscriptural environment. You can call that hate speech. I really don't care. I really don't care. It is truth speech, which today is being declared hate speech. The truth is in serious, serious trouble in the United States. Now we have a mother that is trying to push the boundaries of assisted suicide, or in this case, euthanasia, 
for her four-year-old son. And listen, in the Netherlands and Belgium, there's more of this. They're adding categories of people that can be included in this bill, and they've extended it down to children as well. Now the new push for euthanasia to be available to those who are healthy, but they have decided they have had a fulfilled life. I'm going to warn you. I am going to warn you right now that Satan is rejoicing with his hordes of demons over this one. All they have to do is convince a non-believer that they have had a fulfilled life. And your carbon footprint is just has got to go. Because, you know, the world only has 10 years left before it's flooded by melting ice caps and burning up from global warming. And the crops will be dying in the field from the scorching sun or the frozen tundra, whichever will happen. It must be man-made, global, whatever. The law permits euthanasia for anybody over the age of 16. And children, this is in the Netherlands, age 13 to 15, can be euthanized with their parents' consent. This is insane. The culture of death is permeating our society. Roe versus Wade, 1973. Had Roe versus Wade occurred in 1953, I would not be behind this microphone today because I'd be dead. I would not be here. I was born to an unwed mother, placed for adoption, raised in a loving family, given many opportunities. Had Roe versus Wade occurred in 1953, I would be dead. Plain and simple. And the blood of millions in this nation alone screams out to an almighty God for justice. So what else did I find in the news this morning? I would talk about what's happening in Afghanistan, but that seems to be the big news of the day, or yesterday, probably today, tomorrow, and through the weekend. The disastrous, poorly executed retreat by the clueless government that we currently have in power. The military, as I told somebody the other day, the military today, under General Milley, you know, he's the... He's the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff at the Pentagon, you know, General Milley. He's more concerned about critical race theory. He's more concerned about discussing how, you know, men can have babies. Yeah, I'm serious. You know, hey, you know, if you're a woman, join the military and be the man you can be. They'll make it happen or vice versa. If you're a woman or a man wanting to be a woman, the army can help you too. The army is going to go woke and broke and irrelevant. As it was pointed out the other day, when is the last time with this all the billions of dollars we spend daily, forget annually, daily, with all the money we spend every day on our military, with all the great toys and inventions that we have in our arsenal, those massive, you know, monstrous jets that can take off and carry enormous amounts of cargo, 
our tanks, our drones, our satellites, our missiles, with all that we have in our arsenal, with all the money we've plowed into our military, when is the last time we won a war? Let's think about that right now. When is the last time we won a war? Okay, let's see. Was it in uh, Afghanistan? <laughs> no, um, we, we see the results of that. Um, how about the Persian Gulf? Nope, still there. Uh, Vietnam War? No, we have bailed out of Saigon. Uh, the, the Korean conflict? Uh, Bay of Pigs? <laughs> All of it. Abject failures. So how about the, the big war on terror we've been doing for about 20 years? Today, we don't define terrorism the same way it was defined 20 years ago when the Department of Homeland Security came into being. I mentioned on Monday's program, if you were listening, that um, the, the new terror alert that came out last Friday... I mentioned it on Monday, in case you didn't have a chance to hear. Um, People that have questions about the COVID-19 restrictions, lockdowns, and the stupidity that is coming out of this this ever-reprobate government of ours, abject stupidity, anybody that challenges the narrative must be a domestic terrorist. Somebody that needs to be carefully watched. If you have any questions about the 2020 election, obviously you're deranged because it was the most perfect election in the history of all elections. Unlike 2016, where it was hacked and all the cheating occurred to to get Trump into office, this time around, it was perfect especially in Georgia. (laughs) Stacey Abrams made sure of it by by getting hundreds of thousands of ballots in the hands of dead people, uh, people that didn't live in the state, uh, people that never really voted before. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I believe the truth on all of this will someday come out. By the time it comes out, it may be too late, but I'm telling you, I have this feeling the truth is going to come out But it may be too late when it comes out. And yes, I'll admit that when it comes to Korea, it's kind of a a ceasefire that's been in effect for, what, 67, 60-some-odd years. Uh, We still have a demilitarized zone. We still have troops facing each other at that border. And Kim Jong-un is uh, building nuclear weapons. We, We don't want to admit that, but... It's pretty certain that he's working hard to uh, cause havoc in the world. And we just let it all stand. We just uh, go about our business like there's nothing wrong. Our military wants more money. But the good news is they'll understand critical race theory. And if you're a guy that wants to have a baby, they'll make sure that you can figure out how to do that, too. Stupid is, stupid does, sir. Here's another story that I ran into in the last day or so that I kind of put on the side. This one talks about Joe Biden, the president, and his thoughts. They've shelled him, they say, for now. They're not going to do it, but they've been talking about restricting all interstate travel to the vaccinated only. 
Think about that. If you live in, like, where we are in Georgia or in Florida, we can't go back and forth between the two states if we're not vaccinated. Some of the news stories say that someone in New Jersey depicting mostly an empty aisle at a local ShopRite store, this is a consequence of shipping problems that are beginning to occur during all of this coronavirus stuff. I mean, I've noticed it too in some stores. Have you? Where there's a lot of items that are they're out of stock. The normal supply chain, supply chain management is being interrupted and bumped and, and messed with by all the COVID stuff. Now, one of the problems that I see, the idea of an interstate, can you imagine that means all the truckers would have to be vaccinated? That's right. All the truckers would have to be vaccinated or they can't drive across state lines. I got news for you. There are a lot of truck drivers out there that'll hang up. They'll just go. (laughs) They'll go to the house. They'll shut the rig down for a while until people understand they're not going to play ball. Can you imagine what would happen if some of these truckers out there, and there are a lot of them, if they decided, no, I'm not going to drive that Walmart truck. No, I'm not going to drive that CVS truck. No, I'm not going to drive this truck that fills the shelves at grocery stores or whatever else. It's not going to happen. Can you imagine the mess we'd be in? Medicines maybe not in your local pharmacy that you need. Think about that. They're they're not going to do it because they're afraid of the potential backlash. But then again, you get guys like um, the mayor of New York and how he ever became mayor, de Blasio. If you want to go indoors and do anything with anybody, you have to have your vaccine. And, you know, when we said things on this program, even before the end of the year, when we first thought if vaccines ever come to be, and we heard about it after the election, remember, about the middle of November, end of November, hey, the vaccines will be ready soon and in a matter of days. In other words, number one, Big Pharma did not like Trump. Let's put it that way. And they knew that he would never mandate that everybody must get this medicine. Think about this carefully. I've dwelled on this thought for a while. Big Pharma did not want Trump to take any credit for the vaccine. So they waited till after the election to say, oh, by the way, we have one now. We're going to save the world. Because they knew that as much as Trump would like to take credit for the vaccine, he also would never have forced or demanded or mandated that everybody take it. That would have been a non-starter. How many leftists and liberals over the years say, my body, my choice, except when it comes to the vaccine, then it's the government's choice, not yours. It's about as intellectually and morally bankrupt as that mother in Canada wanting to euthanize her child. And you're saying, how can that be, Bob? You're talking about a, a vaccine. Well, it's not even approved. And so help me. People are already setting it up. They're already teeing up the narrative. The military will eventually force vaccination on every one of their personnel when it's an approved vaccine. And they're already beginning to put a target of September, maybe as late as October. But sometime this fall, magically the CDC is going to remove the 
the emergency use authorization and give it full approval. Now, there, here's a problem, and this angers me, and it should anger you. Vaccines, whether you agree with them or not, we're not that's not any vaccine, goes through years, not months, not weeks, years of trials and tests to determine the short-range, mid-range, and long-term effects. If they give approval in September or October, probably September, like a month from now, if they give their approval a month from now to these concoctions, then they have short-circuited their own process, which means anything the FDA ever says again can never be trusted because they're going against their own regulations that demands certain criteria and certain things to be done before any kind of a vaccine of that nature, any kind of a novel new technology, they're saying, we're not going to bother to test it. You are now the test subject. It is a reprobate mind in action to demand that everybody including those that have already had COVID-19 or any of the variants, why damage their immune system by forcing them to take this artificial spike protein messenger RNA concoction that they claim is a vaccine, but it is not a vaccine? There's a lot about these things that they don't want to tell you. The narrative is from CNN, MSNBC, and the White House is they're perfect vaccines. They're really the real deal. And if you get it, you're not going to get COVID. And like I shared on Monday and yesterday, the little girl that wears her face mask because I don't want to get COVID. And we know a mask does not protect the wearer. But no, the news media never challenges that narrative because they want you living in total and abject fear. That's the goal. So what's going to happen when some of these nurses, and many of them now, are saying, we're not coming back to work if we have to have the vaccine? There's a significant number. What's going to happen to health care? What's going to happen to groceries? What's going to happen to you and I in the days and weeks ahead? We're coming into a time, and it's not that far-fetched, my friends, Look at how fast things occurred starting in February of last year. And look at how many lies they have given us over time. How many times has the narrative changed? How many times have the rules been changed? How many times have the rules defied common sense, science, and logic? Look at Australia. We had George Christensen on the program yesterday. Get a handful of cases, shut a whole nation down. Why not? Send out the military to make sure everybody stays home. Now, I got one more story before we take our break. And I'm going to try to get through this one fairly quick without getting into the weeds of all the numbers, this and that and the other. I want to give you you an overview of something that is readily available to anybody that wants to take the time and do the research. Matter of fact, I was talking with some people that 
they, they look at these numbers when the news media talks about they get all freaked out because, you know, they, 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 people, the hospitals are overwhelmed and they're all coming in with COVID and, and there's no beds left. And then you go county by county, state by state, and that's not really true. The, the vast majority of people in ICU beds have nothing to do with COVID. Nothing. There are beds open in most places. I learned a little secret from a friend of mine that asked the question when he was visiting a hospital over a year ago. He has two little kids. You know, they don't just move you from the ICU to a regular room because you're getting better. They kind of hold on to you as long as they can until they need your bed. That's because ICUs and emergency rooms have a minimum staffing obligation. Where the regular floors, you can lay people off, shut them down. That happened at a hospital in North Carolina and also one in South Carolina that I know firsthand. Shut down entire floors last year because nobody was doing elective surgeries. They were laying off staff. So these these things about, oh, the hospital is at 96% capacity. They forgot to mention two-thirds of the hospital was shut down. People laid off. They could be bought back if needed. So they were really at 30% capacity. But, you know, we're looking, this whole thing about the vaccines, we're, we're given this illusion that the vaccines have bought the case numbers down. But that may not necessarily be true. We've seen this, we saw a decline for quite a long time. It started in January and went all the way into like, you know, into July. I'll talk about the bumping up in just a little bit. But the case numbers started to come down. And everybody's saying, see, it's the vaccine. They're working. Point is, when they started coming down dramatically, only 0.5%. Put that little 0.5% of the population had received any COVID shots by mid, you know, so the, they were coming down dramatically before anybody was having the shots. They had come way down when only 5% of the country had been vaccinated. And you know, as well as I do that in the early days, only those over 65 or 70 uh, with conditions or whatever, they were the first in line to get the vaccine. And so the numbers were coming down even before people were becoming vaccinated and fully vaccinated. And now that they're fully vaccinated, we have 40, almost 48% are fully vaccinated in this country. And now the COVID cases are going up. We'll, we'll talk about this on the other side of the break. And I've got another story as well. There's a couple of things about this data that when you look at it, here's the one thing I want you to catch this one right now. And I've had to triple check this one on a couple of sources and ask some questions. It's hard to find. It is hard to find. But here's something that just so you're aware, going based upon our own CDC and and, and everybody in the government's classification, If you are fully vaccinated and you come in to be tested for COVID-19, you know, or the coronavirus, 
The PCR test is done at a cycle threshold of 28 and in some cases even lower. Now we've talked about CT before. If you're new to the program, really quick. CT, cycle threshold. This is where they double what they are seeing in this, in this you know, viral stew, so to speak, to get an idea if you have a virus or not, because they're so hard to detect. It's like doubling a penny every day for a month. First time you double it, it's two cents, then it's four, then it's eight, 16, 32, 64. It takes you over a week, to, it takes you a week to get to a dollar. But by the end of 30 days, you got a million dollars. Same thing with a CT. They're doing it at 28. Now, that will lower your chance of a false positive. However, if they determine you are unvaccinated, the recommended PCR test is at a cycle threshold of 40, which is guaranteeing a false positive. We're being lied to. We'll talk about that on the other side. Do you believe in the work that we're doing here at Truth to Ponder? If you do, would you let me know? Every month we have some bills to pay, and I want to be I'll be very honest. Some months I wonder if we'll make it, but you people come through. And I thank God for every gift that comes in, large and small. All together, when you put it in the pile, it meets the need. A couple of things I want you to pray about. I really want to rebuild the website, rethinking some of the radio stuff I'm doing online, not so much uh being on shortwave. I think shortwave has got to be expanded because it is the one place where big tech can't mess with me. And so keep it in prayer. Our mailing address very quickly, I know we're going late on this on this segment, is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. And I'll give that address before the end of the program. And if you have any ideas of a better way to get the website rebuilt and some things that need to be added, please let me know. You can mail me an email at bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. Our website is truth2ponder.com. And we will be back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Believers and airplanes. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Believers and airplanes. What do they have in common? Think about that. Well, let's look first at airplanes. Airplanes are unique among transportation. You see, you can stop a horse, you can stop a car, you can stop a bicycle, you can stop a train, you can stop a ship. And all of them will simply stop and stay there. But if you try to stop a plane in midair, the plane will descend and crash. Further, a horse can back up, a car can back up, a train and a ship can back up, but a plane can't really do that. So for a plane, there's no backing up and there's no standing still. So it is for a believer. Other people can back up, but you can't. Your walk in God has no provision for backing up. That's why when you start going backwards in the Lord, you're so miserable. You can't even stay still in the Lord. If you if you as a believer try to stay where you are in the Lord and you stop growing, you stop moving closer to the Lord, then your walk's in trouble. It's about to crash. 
Your heart isn't made to stand still. It's made only to go ahead. So maybe your walk isn't going anywhere. hasn't been going anywhere for a while. It's been on hold. Don't let it crash, my friend. Turn on your spiritual engine. Start moving forward again. So Paul wrote, but this I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Messiah Yeshua, Jesus. You, my friend, like it or not, are like an airplane. Press on, press on, press on, and you'll find yourself flying in the heavenlies. Now imagine being plugged into a special line legend on future events, news behind the news, biblical prophecy updates on Israel. And what you need to know as an end-time believer and teachings and strength for every day of your week to help you move ahead. Well, the mystery of the temple doors, you get on top of that. You'll love it. It's all free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed. But move ahead. Call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, another way to move ahead. I invite you to join me to reach the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way from Moscow to Madagascar, even Jerusalem. Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. One or write me direct. Love to hear from you. Questions, comments, whatever you got. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy Box one 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 one. That's in Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, O seventy six forty four. Direct is the Nice Jewish Boy Box one 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 one, Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey. The zip, O seventy six forty four. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Haderach, the way. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I'm so glad that so many of you take the time each week to listen to the program. Many listen via shortwave radio on WRMI and KVOH. And I'm so appreciative to know which station you hear the program. If you're listening on shortwave, if you could take the time to either, if you're able to email, I know some people are not wanting to have a digital footprint, and I get it. I understand it. My mailing address, as we gave before, is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, in Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. And, of course, the email address, bob at truth2ponder.com. Not a week goes by that I don't hear from somebody new listening on shortwave. And that, I'm really very thankful for that because that's the, that's the bulk of the investment every month. I invested some of our personal funds to get on the air on K. Y-A-H, AM 540 in Delta, Utah, not that far from Salt Lake City. And I'm also thankful for those that are now listening on AM 540. We're on three in the afternoon local time, that's mountain time, and we appreciate those that are listening there. Let me know that you're listening on that station. It would mean a lot to me. The website needs some work. I'm just going to be very blunt. 
I, I'm, I've done website work in the past, but it's amazing when you have to take the time to do the radio show. It is so hard to, to have the stamina to get in there. I am not a graphic artist. I don't have any of those talents, just technically enough to put together a basic website, but it really needs some help. And I'm looking at how the days and weeks and months ahead are going to be in our nation. We're truly coming into a very perilous time. When I look at that story that I was sharing before about how they play the game with the numbers. So if you are vaccinated, the cycle threshold on a PCR test is much lower, which means the odds of getting a false positive uh, go lower too. You know, the inventor of the PCR test made it very clear. He's since passed away, but he stated long before this virus came around to never use this as a diagnostic. And so what are we doing? It's the only diagnostic we have. And the inventor said it can give you false garbage and false numbers if not used properly. It's not a reliable tool. And so if you are vaccinated and they put the swab up your nose and they do their thing, uh, 28 threshold cycles, you know, cycle thresholds. And, and of course, you're going to get a, a much lower chance of being positive. Now, we have learned over the past year, and it's been stated over and over and over again by those that understand these tests far better than you and I, that numbers above 35 become preposterous and ridiculous. 37 and 38 are insane, and now talking 40 is just thorough, you know, garbage. If you have, if you have simply a common cold, or you've had the flu, or a bunch of other stuff, it'll give you a false positive. So the unvaccinated are getting the test that's guaranteed to probably screw up and give you a false number. And that is to keep the narrative alive that we have a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Now, here's my concern. You have people talking about maybe the unvaccinated should be on the no-fly list until they get the jab in the arm. Maybe they shouldn't be allowed to, to go to stores. They can't go inside. They can't go to the store to buy food. You can't travel across state lines. You can't work at this place. There, People have shared with me copies of letters they've taken a picture where there's some doctors now sending out these notices these are doctors that probably are not having much faith in their lord jesus christ probably very secular and they're believing whatever the pharmaceutical companies are telling them these are individuals that are telling their patients you have until such a date to get vaccinated or you're no longer coming to my office In other words, firing patients. Yet there are also a very significant number of those in the medical community that are not going to give up their freedom of expression and the things that they understand about this virus, especially those that have dealt with it on the front line, that aren't watching CNN, that aren't buying into all the the narrative 
When have we ever done anything like this? We got kids wearing masks. They, they're saying age two and up. What is wrong with Walensky at the CDC? The woman is a reprobate. The woman is a danger to your child. A two-year-old wearing a face covering? Yeah, really good idea. Let's, you know, you need to get one of those little oxygen sensors and put it on their finger your little child's finger, before and after the mask goes on. And have them walk around before, and then have them walk around after. And when you see the number, you're going to be horrified that their O2 level in their bloodstream is going down and their CO2 level is rising. That's really a healthy thing for a young, developing child in a preschool setting. This is the kind of stuff, this is the kind of insanity, this is the kind of stupidity that is coming out of our CDC. And the only thing I can say about our CDC today... Stupid is, stupid does, sir. I am so amazed there is a singular narrative when it comes to COVID-19, and especially the states run by a particular political party and their rhino friends. Like in Ohio, DeWine, for example, or in Alabama, same thing. Everybody thinks the vaccine is the cure-all, be-all, end-all to the pandemic. And it's not happening. You're playing with data when you're changing cycle thresholds depending upon if you've been given the shot or not. Seems rather disingenuous to me that our CDC would say threshold of 28 or lower for the vaccinated, 40 or higher for the un. That's guaranteed to skew the numbers and give you a false, fake, dishonest impression. But then again, the government we have in office is dishonest. They stole it. They have their pretenders to authority. And they're being run by a president who obviously is clueless. I'm trying to figure out which millennial is in his staff that came up with the Afghanistan idea. Which one of his staff came up with the idea of, hey, don't let people cross state lines unless they're vaccinated, which includes truck drivers. Let's have a no-fly list for the unvaccinated. I'm surprised they don't even suggest that as we walk down the street outside that we have to scream out loud, unvaccinated, unvaccinated. Just like lepers in the times of Jesus had to do. And the rest of the phony numbers come from the fact that if you've had the vaccination and you come down with COVID, only if you're hospitalized do they count you as a COVID case. See how they're skewing the numbers? They change the rules on the test. Then you've got, you've got to be in the hospital or die before they might count you. We have a case-demic right now, which you could have predicted as we're getting back to the beginning of school. The folks, educational unions, have made it very clear they did not want to come back. They're liking staying at home. They're liking doing school on Zoom. <laughs> They're liking getting their paycheck. Ever notice that the people that, ha- that tell you what you need to do work for government? They never lost their paychecks. Maybe you did. Maybe that restaurant you 
you worked so hard to build is now bankrupt because they shut you down. But the guy in the government that shut you down, the guy that came to your door and said, you can't be open, you have to close, you have to fire your staff, he got his paycheck, he got his benefits, he gets his retirement, you get nothing. That's just how it works. I mean, that's that's government for you. Government never does without, but they don't care if you go without. They don't care if you're down to your last dime and your health is bad. They'll take your house if you can't pay the property tax. Government is out of hand. It's too big. It's bloated. It's dangerous. The way it's gone. Yeah, I know that based upon the last Friday's analysis of who's a terrorist, I guess I fit on every level. I do object to much of the the lying that's been done and the mishandling of COVID. We see it worldwide. I don't believe for the for a minute that 600 and some odd thousand people died only because they had the coronavirus. The numbers of deaths do not back that up. When people, you know, they talk about well 400 children died of COVID last year or this past during this whole pandemic. They failed to tell you how many have leukemia, how many have childhood cancer, how many were not even expected to live the year. If they did that, that would be honest. They can't be honest. Fauci can never be honest. He's never been honest yet. He keeps changing his mind. And I'll tell you the one thing that really burns me, and I'll tell you, you know, I'm looking at these numbers. How many people have been infected in the United States. You know, there's some that really are beginning to believe that we never have counted all those that were truly infected because their symptoms were so mild. They thought they had allergies or, the, or, or a mild cold. They didn't want to go down and get tested to find out maybe it's COVID. Now they got to be restricted. They can't go anywhere for 14 days. A lot of people did a wait and see. And when they started feeling better in a few days, oh, it can't be COVID because I'm not dying. It is estimated that 4.8 times, or about almost five times, the number of actual infections that we think we have, we may have had 100 to 150 million people that had some form of COVID. And some of those states with a higher rate may be Arizona, Iowa, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, and a few others. And then in some places, it's lower. By the end of 2020, new infections were rapidly declining in all of the states where the majority have had natural immunity, well before a minuscule percentage of Americans were fully vaccinated, and they try to claim the vaccination did this. How did it do it when nobody was vaccinated and the numbers were coming down? We know that the shots cannot eliminate it. Many experts say we're now in an endemic, meaning that there'll be a variety of this that comes back for a while. But as one good doctor friend told me on the phone about a month ago, the dirty secret is, and, and, and it's amazing, the news media is just too mentally unstable to figure it out. When these viruses mutate, they do become more contagious, but oftentimes, like we're seeing now, many people may have had the Delta strain and never knew it. They thought they had just an allergy or a mild cold. And they're done and over. Why do they need to have the vaccine? They may have had the vaccine and still gotten it. You know that? 
The survivability of COVID-19 outside of a nursing home averages 99.74%. If you're under the age of 40, your chance of surviving is 99.99%. And we know there are plenty of therapeutics and things that work. But no, we can't do that because that would cancel the emergency use authorizations for these billion-dollar babies they call COVID-19 shots. And heaven forbid that a politician has to face a pharmaceutical company uh, come election time. That's where we're at. And then I shared this on Monday and and yesterday, and I'll share it again today. That little girl getting ready for school and wearing her face mask. And, And this is why... She wears her face mask. I'd rather wear wear it because I don't want to get COVID. Every time I hear that little girl say those words, I I wear it because I don't want to get COVID. You know, they spent all of last year when the whole thing about a mask started. First, Dr. Fauci in his emails had made it clear to everybody that he knew that wearing a mask was foolish, wouldn't do anything. We know that from real-world studies over 30 to 40 years. So his initial answer as a physician before he became a politician was where a mask doesn't do anything. But, you know, everybody was so busy at the CDC and the NIH and, and his organization, we have to be doing something, we need to be acting proactive All of a sudden, maybe we should wear a face covering, even a cloth one. Like Nancy Pelosi wears these stylish, you know, what are they made by Gucci? They're just cloth. They don't stop anything. They barely stop bacteria. A virus is 1,000 times smaller. And you're going to tell me that your bandana or whatever your decorative face covering is going to be the real deal surgical n95 mask those two for a dollar at walmart they're going to prevent you from getting the virus they spent starting last year okay well maybe a mask will help you from spreading it to somebody else how many times did you walk into a grocery store or some big box store and the pa system blaring Please wear a face covering. Your mask protects me as mine protects you. That's all they told us. Nowhere, nowhere did they come out and say, putting on a mask protects the wearer. If anybody asked that question, they quietly said, no, 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 no. It just prevents you from spreading it to somebody else. So if everybody wears one, we're not, we're not spreading it. But even... Even ABC's Good Morning America has spread the idea that, hey, wait a minute, maybe a mask protects you too. And this little girl and her teacher, many of these teachers today are just indoctrination center personnel. They're not teachers. They're trying to mold your child using fear and critical race theory and pitting children against their parents. We don't have a decent education system left in this country in too many places. Most places, I, there are some exceptions, I know. 
But children, having them at a public school is child abuse. Having them, having a two-year-old wear a mask is total child abuse. And all we hear is the craziness coming from those that we should be able to trust. You know, they to get everybody to get the shot, it wasn't that long ago that even President Biden said it and the director of the CDC said... Two weeks after your last dose, you can shed... That was the official narrative from the CDC. Get vaccinated, take off your mask after you get it all done. And that wasn't just the CDC, no. A big White House press conference outdoors with Joe Biden not wearing a mask at 4 o'clock in the afternoon at the White House in May. This is what he had to say then. If you've been fully vaccinated... You no longer need to wear a mask. Let me repeat, if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. But if you've not been vaccinated, or if you're getting a two-shot vaccine, and you've not gotten your, you only had your first shot, but not your second, or you haven't waited the full two weeks after your second shot, you still need to wear a mask. Here's what I find very troubling. Many people who were hesitant to take the vaccine went ahead and did so even against their own better judgment because they saw the, the carrot and stick. Hey, if I, if I get the shot, then I can take off my face mask, live my life as normal, go back to church, <laughs> the whole nine yards. I, I can go shopping. I can go to the beach. I can go to the mountains. I can go to the park. Don't have to social distance. It's all over for me because I got the shot. A lot of people didn't fall for it. That was a bribe. That was a bribe to get you to get the shot. See, they've done everything. First, they tell you it's out there. Then they encourage you. Then they bribe you. But apparently, the bribe didn't work well enough. So here we are again uh, with the CDC and their current Recommendations. In areas with substantial and high transmission, CDC recommends fully vaccinated people wear masks in public indoor settings to help prevent the spread of the Delta variant and protect others. This includes schools. CDC recommends that everyone in K-12 schools wear a mask indoors, including teachers, staff, students, and visitors regardless of vaccination status. So we're back to the magical mask that protects everybody from everything. To hear it implied, you know, it protects the wearer and it protects you from somebody else. It's become it's become absurd. Most people, and I observe this when I'm in places where there are people that like to wear their mask because they're afraid, 75 or 80 percent are not wearing them correctly. Either they're wearing used masks that have been around a long time, or they're wearing a cloth covering, or they're wearing it below their nose, or they're wearing it really loose, or they've got a beard and they're trying to wear this thing with a beard. It's ridiculous. It's totally absurd. But see, we went from encouraging to bribing to now locking down a bit again and we're putting the hammer down 
And so what's next? Well, New York City's showing it. San Francisco's showing it. Vaccination passports. You know, we mentioned this on this program in December this past year. I had somebody say, you're crazy. That'll never happen in these United States. Well, it is. My governor, Ron DeSantis, tried to tell the cruise lines they couldn't have that, but a federal judge overruled. I'm telling you, they're going to take away your doctor, your medicine, your food, your ability to function. What did Don Lemon or Lamont, whatever he calls himself, that perpetually ignorant person on CNN, what did he have to say about what needs to be done? Don't get the vaccine. You can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the vaccine. You don't show it. Can't go to the ball game. Don't have the vaccine. Can't go to work. You don't have the vaccine. Can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. That's where I think we should be right now. Do you see a pattern? Do you see what's happening? Step by step, the tyrants are locking things down. They're going to force you into compliance for whatever they desire. First, they ask you. Then they encourage you. Then they bribe you. Then they chastise you, and then they demolish you. There's a pattern going on, and the changing narrative and lies don't help. Maybe it's time that our children ask all the experts this question. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. I'll tell you what. I begin to wonder myself how intelligent these so-called experts really are when the narrative keeps changing The story keeps changing. A lot of lies in the past year and even double standards that are now being revealed. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about this. I I use today's program to kind of tee up where we're going to spend the rest of this week. In God's word, to understand that the church has been ill-prepared for such an age as this. How many people said, oh, when the pandemic is over, we'll be back at church, things will be just the way they were, we'll have a wonderful time, we'll have dinner on the grounds, and we'll have casseroles and choirs again. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen if the elites of this world that hate the Lord Jesus Christ don't believe in God, have their way. And those that challenge the narrative like I do that challenge the election results like I do and celebrate religious holidays like I do we're the ones that the Department of Homeland Security is most concerned about today those that would seek to do harm from Afghanistan don't worry about them we got that under control right yeah we've seen how much control they actually have if you believe in our work would you consider helping paying for the airtime you can make a check payable to Ancient and our address is 21 Berkshire Lane. That's 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, Berkshire Lane, number 263, our secure box, number 263 in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, and our zip code is 30537. Tomorrow, we will see what the Bible has to say about this very strange time in which you and I find ourselves today. You don't want to miss these next programs. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, 
and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.